Okay, everybody, uh, I'm back on the boat. Uh, before we get started this episode, uh, you know, I've got we've got Brian and Colin here, um, and Colin and I want to hear from Brian uh, a little preview of his upcoming entry in the Mechanical Freak series. Uh, this this week, uh, a very controversial historical topic, which has been on a lot of minds lately. Brian has used his historical knowledge and aptitude for research to shed some light on the traditional ethnic thugs of the Russian Empire. Who are you going to call when you need a pogrom done? Brian, why is it okay, according to you, to be racist against the Cossacks? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I can give you lots of historical reasons. They're the ones called out for pogroms uh, to, you know, instigate the pogroms. Uh, their tendency to join various uh, Nazi units when they had the chance. Uh, but I think the real reason is uh, their torture of a very beloved character, one little mouse who had dreams of America. That's right. Rival. <laughs> from an American tale. And he wanted to believe there were no cats in America, but unfortunately (laughs) there were still pigs. Seattle Sucks podcast. Greg's on his boat. I am. I am on my boat. Colin is in the nursery with his 25 children. Mm-hmm. Colin is part of the Quiverful movement, so just constant stream of children at his house. Never I ending. I didn't. I thought you were say constant stream of something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make the next Supreme Court justice, Brian. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> yeah, jo- joining weird Christian sex is the hottest new trend if you want to get on the federal judiciary. Because, you know, I was doing that job. And I'm I'm back in and I back in town and I've spent the last few days cutting a forty gallon aluminum fuel tank out of the boat um, from a very tight space and you know the new one is supposedly showing up in a few days all the way from New Zealand um, I'm gonna get it in and that's gonna be that once I get that fuel tank back up. I'll have, you know, an engine again and my fireplace back and I'll be able to clean up all these projects and put it away and tidy up and finally, at long last, go back to brunch. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's uh, that's just the dream right now, right? Everybody just wants to go back to brunch. And I do. Within uh, weeks, maybe within a week of this podcast coming out, depending on how lazy we are in getting it out. Uh, maybe the the orange Cheeto man, the Cheeto in chief, will be gone, and we can all enjoy brunch again, just in public, large crowds, hanging out down on the hill, having brunch. <laughs> the thing about that is, I guess I I'll only be able to have like, I'll be able to like you know strike up the fireplace, get a little fire going, some nice like sunlight coming in on my cleaned up kitchen. I'll be able to cook myself an omelet and like sit and eat it. Uh, with uh, like Jameson and Lacola at 10 a.m. by myself, of course, because we'll, 
where you know covid cases are spiking so brunch uh not all it's cracked up to be under covid oh man well uh in today's podcast uh we talked about it we mentioned it in the intro but it's gonna be all borat all the time the new film just dropped uh we're gonna do the accent we're gonna say my my wife and all that Uh, so uh you know, leading off, let's just get our, our takes on the film. Borat 2, what'd you think, Colin? I didn't see it, so it was great. <laughs> oh, no. no, we didn't see it, no. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, the funniest part of the film is an unintentional bit of hilarity where Mike Pence speaking in front of CPAC in, like, February uh, has this whole speech where he's like, uh, you know, the United States only has 16 COVID cases in it, and we haven't had a new one in two weeks, so... I think that we're past this, guys. We're gonna we're, we're doing great. <laughs> One of the truly funniest fucking things in the movie. Oh, yeah! What a beautiful, a time. simpler time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when things were still almost good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's now uh, 16 cases of COVID within the Mike Pence's office. A bazing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Borat aside, we are facing a different foreign invasion from Asia, a different menace, Asian menace. That is the, <laughs> the Asian A black hornet. and yellow striped peril. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the Asian giant hornet. Yeah, and I, we'll have to post a link to this in the show notes. But somebody posted these pictures of who even is this? I, I assume NASA or something is the one capturing these. Yeah, they finally got ET. Dude, uh, <laughs> at long last. Dude, uh, if if anyone was having Halloween parties, like this would be the absolute winner this year at every one. Oh, yeah. Like if you could cop one of these looks, one of these uh, Hornet uh, response unit fits you'd you'd take home the gold for sure yeah i mean like in some of them they don't even look real i have this friend who has his weird hobby as a dad is he builds model sets and then puts action figures on them and professionally lights them and shoots pictures of them and this is literally what this looks like i it's it's so strange it's so surreal uh, <laughs> pretty wild yeah people should go like look cool at this guy <laughs> yeah this is what happens when you have kids right colin <laughs> exactly i've never heard of colin having time for a hobby outside of this podcast which <laughs> you may have noticed he hasn't had a lot of time for over the last year well i yeah. guess the difference is my friend's kids are well behaved oh well, yeah, maybe, that, maybe that makes all the difference <laughs> daddy can i help you with your model diorama today <laughs> well we should probably begin the show for the fifth time now. We should probably begin the show with an apology, as our is as our traditional beginning. Um, me and Colin, we were left on our own to do a show last week. We haven't gotten all the numbers in yet. I hear so far it's the highest rated, most downloaded of all our shows. Uh, <laughs> it's up for a podcast Oscar. Uh, this is what I'm hearing, but. In every bit of gold, there's always a little flake of dirt. And that is that we spoke too soon about our beloved former police chief, Carmen Best. And we had a lot of fun at her expense, laughing that she could only get a job at King 5. And that wasn't the case, was it, Greg? No. Uh, you specifically, Brian, were like, ha ha, Greg thought 
uh, she would go for MSNBC, and boom, that's what happened. Carmen Best, MSNBC new analyst, announced shortly after the King 5 job. She was already appeared on the Today Show. Uh, yeah, big, big news for Carmen Best. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she did a, a segment on Friday on the Today Show and is now an official MSNBC police contributor, uh, which I think... Would right after she quit, I think me and you, Greg, both we we jokingly said that she would probably speak at one of the conventions, but the base are like network news uh, uh, contributor, right? Yeah, that's got to be the next step. Yeah, yeah, and I think our only disagreement was Fox or MSNBC, which I mean, just so funny. I mean, MSNBC was the funniest possible place for her to go, and I'm glad that it worked. No, it's out. perfect because as we said at the time, like. The choice is like lean in full MAGA, which she absolutely is like 100 mm-hmm. percent. She is she will be a, she is now already a second time Trump voter, 100 percent certain of this. But her the best use of her as a brand. And she knows that she's a PR person, ultimately, like this is why we said this makes sense. This is how she came up in the department is doing PR and um, is as uh, as discordant and insane as this is like it's the same as we've seen throughout all of this this bizarre disconnect of our politics in this town that have manifested themselves in the sort of black lives matter defund the police movement is like she's gonna go on tv and be like yeah i am the progressive police chief from progressive seattle who was you know uh wrongfully chased out of town by a by an out of control leftist city council and and a mob of of um communist BLM thugs. I think too with the with you know after the debates everything the Biden administration giving every indication that they plan on going hard right <laughs> during their administration. Uh I think that she on MSNBC will provide plenty of cover for the hey look you got to you got to defeat that radical left right that that's the problem that's how you end up with people like Trump is by not moving right fast enough. <laughs> Look at why she was a successful spokesperson PR flack for SPD. It's why she it's part of why she, you know, people thought she would be an effective chief because she's a black woman who is a cop and she gets to go on mm. TV and play that uh, like ID, use that ID to say, look, I speak, you know, from this position of um, being a black woman from Seattle, no less, uh, progressive Seattle, and I have this position that hey, cops are good actually, and uh, uh, <laughs> and Antifa bad, you know. I mean, the interesting thing too is, like I said, she'll be protecting, you know, uh, Biden's sort of flank by attacking, you know, left insurgent groups. But yeah, I think that identity thing is is big, right? Uh, Dems will always play that. It's always that my one black friend says that actually police are cool. And she'll play it to the hill. I think one thing that's interesting, too, is as we documented on this show fairly relentlessly, uh, Carmen Best spent the last several months of her, you know, term or, you know, her uh, being head of the Seattle Police Department, essentially lying every day, like bald, telling bald faced lies mm-hmm. to the media every day, ones that were easily proven as lies in the moment, like definitely not true. And, uh, Again, we see what happens when you do that uh, for the police, which is you just get promoted upwards. I'm yeah. sure she's getting paid. Oh, that, it was an audition. 
that was that was like an audition to uh that was her star turn uh to you know now she's shown like she can yeah just bolt she has the the tools at hand to just lie bald faced in service of the police state and protecting capital <laughs> using the armed thugs of uh the state and yeah so perfect that's exactly what they're looking for on cable news so there was two other things in the seattle times article uh about her new career as a a famous anchor lady (laughs) you know as a political consultant uh which is that before she took this job for msnbc before she took the job at uh cairo or whatever uh, or king five sorry uh in october 2nd she had signed on and this is quoting the seattle times she began working for a global private security company (laughs) which it's only given that those just few words right there that's all that ever comes up in the article but i think this is actually the most fascinating oh yeah first of all (laughs) uh there aren't that many global truly global private security firms i mean she could be exaggerating but i think it's fair to just guess that this is blackwater this is whatever eric prince's company is called now yeah and i mean what it means too is that the seattle solution to crowd control uh will just continue to also be exported right uh this time or re-imported yeah, and this time to mercenary armies who uh, will attack uh, civilians all over the world. Uh, but, I mean, shouldn't it be a headline that, you know, police chief who is forced to retire because, you know, she brutalized uh, not only the citizens of her city, but also like city council members and stuff like that. Shouldn't it be a headline that she then goes and works for a private mercenary firm immediately afterwards? I mean, it seems newsworthy. It's very weird that it has zero coverage. Well, I mean, it's just this is the water we're swimming in. Like, she's just a private citizen now out doing what they do, which is, uh, yeah, uh, sell, be, be like, you know, soldiers of fortune in a corporate environment. I don't know. Congratulations to Carmen Best for getting a sweet media gig, pretty much a no work media gig, and also a sweet gig for a shadowy global cabal of mercenaries. Which is probably also a no work type gig. Like, oh, you sure. know, again, her her real background is PR. Like, she's probably going to do the same shit for Eric Prince as she's going to do for MSNBC, which is you know, lightly consult and say things appear in person in photographs with a name on shit uh, to, you know, endorse whatever bullshit at, at, or like, you know, in investor prospectuses and shit like that. Well, basically what will happen is uh, once Biden gets into office and they launch a successful coup in Bolivia and, you know, Blackwater sent down to run the extermination camps for, like, the indigenous population of Bolivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmen Bess will be, like, the spokesperson for the Blackwater camps, right? <laughs> and she'll be the one reassuring everybody that, uh, no, nah, this this is good, actually. So, uh, again, congrats and uh, look forward to hearing and seeing her again in the future. But along with our congratulations to Carmen Bess comes also a, uh, a, a sad... Uh, you know, a sad note, which is immediately after acknowledging that she now works for a global private security company, it did acknowledge that a few days after she got that job, she divorced her husband, Larry. So 
you know, a condolences to Carmen Best as well. You know, relationships are tough. Hmm. By the way, I had a friend who, or actually our our show lawyer, uh, who endorses everything we say. Uh, she looks out for the legal ramifications and personally endorses everything we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, did point out in a text message that when people went to her house in uh, in Snohomish County, uh, there was a question of why she wasn't at her residence in Seattle, and she said that there was some per- there was a personal issue why she was out in the county residence, not in the city residence. Uh, and I think we found the answer here. <laughs> her yeah. and Larry couldn't make it work. Hey, I've been there before, bud. It's tough, uh, Larry. I hope you get back on your feet, Carmen. I hope the uh, you know million dollars or so you have coming to you. Uh, this year and gigs. Uh, I hope that cu- that cushions your blow a little bit. Larry, there's always more pigs in the pen. <laughs> uh, right when his meal ticket comes in. Yeah, seriously. She didn't want to split any of the real checks about to come in. <laughs> oh, well, well, that wasn't the only uh, police news that we had coming. We also... Uh, we have a, a King County, a couple King County Sheriff amendments on the ballot as well. You, you hear about this, Greg? You, you hear about these? Amendments? I definitely heard about this. Well, there's an election coming up. Is uh, really the big news, right? Uh, you don't say. When is it? I don't know. I, I it's in a, it's a couple weeks, two, three weeks, something. I don't know. <laughs> I assume uh, my ballot ballot will show up eventually. <laughs> uh, have you not gotten your ballot yet? Uh, uh no i have <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> I, I turned it in even to the dropbox right across the street from my house uh i did not i left uh the uh a very important race uh blank that's right everybody i did not vote for jay Inslee. <laughs> 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 Fuck that guy. everybody who listens to our show knows that we're full lauren culp endorsers oh hell yeah just for, just for the sake of our brand yeah no i just i just left that blank um uh yeah but there's like you know not surprising right. that like uh the presidential election is sort of overshadowing everything and i haven't heard much about two of the most interesting like we've talked about some of the other races that are going on that are interesting we've talked about um charade for state we had charade on you know i was out again saturday knocking the floating houses on east lake trespassing defying the many signs that encourage one to respect the privacy of the floating house docks but <laughs> in addition uh germai zalahai authored these um ballot measures for king county uh that are pretty exciting that um make king county sheriff an appointed position it is of course like most sheriffs elected uh and there's the second one that um clarifies that i mean it's sort of i don't know why it's two um in fact it's gonna be kind of weird if one passes and the other doesn't but um but gives the power of the sheriff which is to set policy at the sheriff's department basically um to the uh, executive and the council so which is really uh good it's a good thing we've talked about this before brian you've written at mechanical freak about sheriffs and how fucking we what like the freak like all-time freak cops they are how the institution of the sheriff as an elected office in america gives them this weird like 
power that other cops don't have and a sense of power, an inflated sense of power and importance that other cops don't have. Um, and the, and they're the, you know, the King County council is trying to get rid of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, this is in the wake of, uh, several you know prominent shootings from king county deputies um the seattle emerald or the south seattle emerald has been following a few of these cases and uh you know it's an effort to try and rein the department or put it under some sort of civilian oversight and control right now uh of course the history of the seattle pd shouldn't uh Shouldn't fill us with a ton of hope. No, but that's the thing. It is, it's um, not. It's not like a panacea. Like, but mm-hmm. it it is one major barrier to mm-hmm. reform of any kind, um, or you know, even the possibility of defunding the King County Sheriff at some point um, is bringing it under normal, like elected control of a normal elected body, and you don't need these. Uh, Wacky uh, elected cops. You don't need elected cops. Um, do we want to just like read that KOW piece? Because it's just sort of quote after quote that really kind of sums it all up. Uh, so the title of this one is, Should the King County Sheriff be elected or appointed? That's is, on the uh, ballot. KOW, yeah. Yep, KUOW. Two proposed charter amendments on the ballot would make the King County Sheriff's Office more like a big city police department. Amendment 5 would allow the sheriff to be appointed by the executive and county council. Amendment 6 would allow the council to change the structure and duties of the sheriff's office. King County Council member Germay Zahalai is an author of one of the amendments. He said the amendments respond to the widespread protests against systemic racism and police violence. What they've been asking us to do is move away from system of law enforcement that deploys armed police officers to respond to every situation, because that's how you end up with dead black and brown people, to put it frank. What people have been asking us to do is create something that looks more like a menu of public health and community-based alternatives. Zahalai said the council doesn't have the authority to create that menu, in quotes. The charter says the council cannot reduce or amend the duties of the sheriff's office. So so this is the basic gist here. Like uh, Zahalai is saying is like, you know, they're trying to respond to this movement in the streets and... Basically, they have no way to do that. The, not that this is some panacea that's going to create the necessary change at the county level of, for King County Sheriff. But right now, the only authority over, like they're called the King County Sheriff because their jurisdiction is King County. They have nothing, basically nothing else to do with the King County government uh, because there is this whole, it's a whole separately elected fiefdom that th- therefore has the this its own sort of dem- uh, democratic l- legitimacy and source of power you have the sheriff who is elected who is responsible uh for you know singularly for everything and it's easy to imagine that because it's elected like that that makes it responsive but what you have it you know responsive to like public pressure but of course that's not the case um in this case, there is a there's just a cop in there, a longtime King County Sheriff. Uh, and, you know, you can imagine running progressive candidates for sheriff, but it's a lot simpler and less, uh, you know, I think this it's all it's there's a natural like whatever 
you succeed in like electorally like electing like progressive sheriffs or something <laughs> there's always going to be like a natural drift that that um makes those people cops like that person becomes a cop even if you put you know if you elect hunter s thompson sheriff of uh uh whatever wherever the fuck uh in colorado you should elect them sheriff of king county right now uh you know just because of the structure that person becomes a cop um well yeah because you you're electing them literally to be a cop yeah whereas you elect your council members presumably to represent you in like you know civil affairs and county affairs uh and what you're doing here by allowing the county to set the agenda for the police is a you're taking it out of the hands of a cop you're not allowing the sheriff unilateral control to set their own agenda yeah but b you're also saying that the sheriff's department is not sacrosanct and actually is can be brought under civilian rule and can be altered under civilian rule and maybe even gotten rid of under civilian rule right yeah. that it's whereas if you just elect your own sort of sheriff or whatever you're kind of wedding yourself to the sheriff department right concept. because right because it is therefore like enshrined with the basis of legitimacy in our entire like society in terms of governance which is the the democratic election uh, yeah, so it's also, it's, also, it's also gonna be a lot easier to tell people to elect like good county officials than to tell them to elect like a non cop to be the cop. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. It, yeah. Like you know, the, it's a big political battle to get that done, uh, and consistently. It's like it's anything else in any struggle. You have to organize to take power and to keep it. But the structure of the elected cop doesn't makes that harder because of its very structure it's an inherently right-wing idea um it's inherently authoritarian whereas you can have the same uh electoral you know responsiveness you can have the same um civilian elected you can have elected oversight just by the governmental elected governmental structures that exist you don't need this mediation because ultimately you may succeed in getting like a super like a socialist sheriff elected but you could probably easier get a socialist city council elected and you don't then have the problem of um what they have the problem they're having right now that they're trying that zahla is trying to combat here is people are coming to the county and saying you need to do this you need to change these things about the sheriff's department and they're very legitimately saying well we can't we have no authority there and because there are because uh Gurmai Zahala is there as of the last year um who's really awesome and is leading on this they're trying to change that but it's also the perfect and there and the other democrats on the council are backing it the six out of the nine uh, people on the council but you know it, it's also very easy in these kind of situations where you divide up responsibility for people to say well it's not us and that is what you know that's what the executive the, that's what um uh constantine has said many times said like well you know yeah this is all well and good you know blah 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 the the king county jail and the sheriff's department but you know that's not actually me you know it, it allows your elected officials to like 
pass the buck on to this other elected office that happens to be like an entrenched decades long cop. If the amendments prevail, Zahalai said he'd seek input from the family members of Tommy Lay and others killed in encounters with sheriff's deputies on how to reshape the agency and choose its leadership. King County Sheriff Mitzi Johannacht was elected in 2017. Of Amendment 6, she said, plain and simple on that one, it is a mechanism to defund the King County Sheriff's Office and to dismantle the Sheriff's Office and to control the office of Sheriff itself. Yep, that sounds about right. So she was elected um, in, yeah, in 2017 uh, in a push by a bunch of people in the county to get rid of John Urquhart, the like absolutely loathsome scum pig, uh, you know, right wing psycho who was in there before. And so, you know, Pramila Jayapal and fucking uh, Ron Sims, uh, you know, the, the previous county executive and a bunch of other, you know, progressives backed this uh, West Seattle dwelling, uh, lesbian to be the sheriff and okay so i mean but at the end of the day this was someone who's been in the county sheriff's department that was their the entire um to combat the 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 vile john urquhart the entire like political imagination they had was to find a uh a lesbian sheriff deputy a high-ranking sheriff deputy who'd been there for decades you know in the king county sheriff that because that's it that's who you make a sheriff that's who's the sheriff you you need a a sheriff deputy from in the department and that's part of the fucking problem here you know of course they'll probably just do that again when they do this like again this is not a uh this is not a panacea they need to probably they need to as when they get the authority to do this they need to abolish the office of the sheriff and change the name of the uh, like king county law enforcement i mean it needs to be dismantled altogether but like there's a lot we could talk all the things they should do and what they'll probably end up doing is appointing a, another current fucking uh king county sheriff deputy to be the um king county sheriff hell they might just appoint a point this was their pick this was like the progressive seattle pick yeah. for sheriff so what they might end up doing is just appointing her to be the sheriff because this was the best they could find when they were looking for who's a high-ranking king county sheriff's deputy who we can bring in there who's like more progressive and less of a psycho than john urquhart this is what they found but at the end of the day this woman is a cop this was a decades-long cop this is a a pig who does not want anything in the sheriff's office to change it wants more money more fucking weapons they're all the fucking same just like fucking carmen best no and i that's the point that i sort of wanted to make is that the appointment of or the pushing of johannect was exactly the same as carmen best mm-hmm. which is uh King County Sheriff's Department was in the you know roiled in one of their just regular sort of PR crises where they had shot and killed this. They'd gone to Tommy Lee's apartment in Burien and like just instantly fucking shot him. Claimed he was menacing them with a knife and it turned out all he had on him was a pen. And they were like, well, but pens are like knives, you know? And so that happened in 2017. And, you know, I think in the summer of 2017 and this election came on the heels of that. And they're like, 
oh, we just got to get the problem with the sheriff's department is we don't have somebody with the right ID credentials yep. to like go in, right? Which was exactly the Carmen Best situation. And a lot of people embarrassingly endorsed Carmen Best mm-hmm. just like and thought things would be different. And then they embarrassingly endorsed uh, Johannek too. And the thing is, is what ended up happening, which I mean, again, I, I point to the South Seattle Emerald that's had just amazing coverage of this. But uh, they just had, you know, an investigative report that basically looked at the King County Sheriff's Office investigation of the shooting and were like, you know, they basically, you know, Johannick's office bent over backwards to basically say, nah, it was a, it was an OK shooting. No, nothing wrong of happened course. here in the clear murder of this individual. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, cops are cops are cops. Right. And cops do what they do, which is defend other cops. And yeah, I mean. I, I wish that what Johannek said here was true, which is that this was step one to uh, defunding and then dismantling the sheriff's office. I doubt that it is. Well, that's uh, the thing. It is step one. It is the first yeah. step. I mean, other than actually just building power to do that, you are going to have to do this part at some point. And even mm-hmm. if nothing else changes, this is still a good thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what I think, and I think, too, one of the things that's to be highlighted in this fight, right, is that, uh, that yeah, there is no right person to be the sheriff, right? Exactly, what needs yeah. to happen is the office needs to be brought under, like, strict civilian control, and there needs to be, you know, the creation of penalties for these people, right? Yeah. Uh, and ideally, and when- ideally, have the if you're going to have a symbolic one person appointed to be the person responsible for the department, they should not be the sheriff and they should not be in uniform and they should never yeah. have been a cop. <laughs> so, but good luck. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if they literally just uh, re- appoint Johannicht, but who knows? But maybe because of what's happened over the last uh, you know year uh, in 2020, like maybe they'll have to move on from her and pick someone else similar who will be just as bad but a new face that they can you know claim a fresh Mm -hmm. slate with but whatever in any case a new person to be surprised by when they turn out to be a giant piece of shit yeah Johannek said she has supported new programs to respond to emergency calls like the radar program which funds mental health navigators to assist law enforcement the program is in place in five cities and could be expanded to unincorporated king county in the proposed budget in the wake of this summer's protests, Johannek said she also used her authority to quickly commit to the eight can't wait package of reforms for law enforcement, which include banning chokeholds or neck restraints. Yep, that's, uh, that's eight. The, the eight can't wait. That's what appointing that's what uh, electing a West Seattle lesbian sheriff gets you. The eight can't wait bullshit. I yeah. Mean, and again, huh. I mean, it's been endlessly clowned upon. But uh, yeah, I mean chokeholds have been banned by almost every major police department and yet police for like 30 years yeah and people choke police there's literally a famous case in like early 80s where daryl gates in la stood up in front of the press corps when they're like hey your cops just like choked another guy to death and daryl gates is like well you know black people have a different musculature in their neck that causes them to just die when you touch them on the neck so we really can't be blamed for that (laughs) like i mean that's how old the chokehold like discussion has been yeah and there's some bans in cities for decades on this including new york city where they choked a man famous to death on camera and nothing happened well and so, just you know, just, I mean, just earlier this you know. year after the city council there officially banned it not just, like in city ordinance not out not just department policy mm-hmm. and the 
And the unions were like, yeah, ha ha, we're not going to do that. And the prosecutors were like, yeah, we were not going to prosecute a cop for doing that. So cool. Yeah, great. Uh, great stuff. The eight can't wait. Real good. This is a, this is the Obama shit. Um, yeah. yeah. Very excited. Yeah. It was the elected sheriff's ability to talk directly to the affected labor unions to solve this within a matter of days and make those adjustments to policy that I think are critical, she said. Well, we discussed how, like, uh, they're not critical, but also, like, um, if the council or whoever they put in charge is in charge, then they can also talk to those labor unions. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, you have to have a secret decoder ring that you only get when you become a sheriff. Yeah, that's what Johannek is about to say. If the sheriff is no longer elected, Johannek said public accountability would be less clear. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's easy to look. That is the problem here. That is why this has to go away. Because there's like that is ingrained in our idea of legitimacy of our social contract is that oh, this is an this is a publicly elected person. So naturally they're very responsive to the needs of the community, blah, 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 whatever, and and legitimate in their power. Um, and fuck that. It's nonsense. The it, it confuses the issue. It makes it a inherently authoritarian thing. Uh, and the, it will make v- much, much more clear the accountability of the council and the executive because yeah. they won't be able to, like, say, uh, it's that guy over there. You'll, you'll be able to go to the government of the fucking county and say, what the fuck is going on with these cops? And they'll have to say, yeah, you're right. That is our problem. Well, these like wildly competing and overlapping public offices. I mean, we've already seen like comically some of the problems when the uh, sheriff for Snohomish County basically was like, uh, masks, masks are actually a Chinese conspiracy and nobody should wear them. And then county officials were saying, no, absolutely. Like everybody needs to wear a mask. We need to have like a mass ordinance. Um, you know, we talk about accountability. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's this game they play, right? Because then who's the public official there, right? The King County or the, you know, Stomach County officials were elected. So was the sheriff. And here they are fighting over the dumbest fucking thing on the planet with the governor who also was elected. Right. So, you know, it's all just a giant jerk off session just to hide the fact right. that the cops are afraid they're not going to get to play with all their guns. In the it's way just, they used it's the county system and elected sheriffs. It's an extension of the sort of deliberate, like uh hamstrung nature of our governance like from from federalism on down that turns everything into like uh an unaccountable fiefdom like medieval feudalism or the third reich (laughs) captain stancio is the spokesman for the save our what first that is a made-up name there is no captain stancio right (laughs) That is, wasn't that the the Michael Jackson thing at Disneyland was Captain C. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that the ride? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a made up name. First off, I don't believe this person is real. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Sorry, Colin. No, that's okay. For the Save Our Sheriff campaign opposing the amendments, he calls getting rid of the elected sheriff a power grab. Correct. By county officials. You're correct, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what it yeah. is. Go fuck yourself. When you have one person in charge of law enforcement or public safety and focused on that issue, you're going to get better service as opposed to having 10 individuals, nine council persons, and an exec responsible for responsible for this, CO said. No, you're going to get an entrenched uh, 
cop mentality with power. You're going to get a cop who has uh, an individual elected base of power. That's what you're going to get. Fuck that. Fuck off. But I mean, presumably the council, the King County Council would still like appoint somebody to be in charge of the department. I mean, you would still have somebody. It's not like the council would be like answering the 911 calls or something. You know? Unless. <laughs> like, like, like the council would be doing the paper, I, I, if only. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a total misdirection, smoke and mirrors horseshit. Changes to the sheriff's office would most directly affect unincorporated King County and the 12 cities that contract with the sheriff for their policing services. Well, I'm sure that's for- fucking true, but um, you, uh, they don't mention in here that uh, King County Sheriff deputies have been on the scene in Seattle uh, mm-hmm. throwing down against protesters. So uh, Also running over uh you know protesters and shit running into their cars and fucking murdering them so but yeah um the other part of it too is that like i, I mean <laughs> changes to the sheriff's office would most directly affect the areas the sheriff's office covers like fucking brilliant you know, yeah what, a, what yeah. a brilliant insight it nobody in new york will be affected by this you're, you're very correct about that that is a genius insight glad it made it into the report i was worried my friend in long beach might be in trouble well i one. think you know Turns this is the up. reporter's like nice way of explaining to uh someone this is different than spd Four of those cities have passed resolution. Have passed resolution. Have passed resolution opposing the amendments. King County Council Member Kathy Lambert represents a big part of the county's unincorporated areas. She said her constituents want the ability to vote for the sheriff. Uh, Council Member Kathy Lambert, representative for Farrell King County. (laughs) (laughs) What cemented it for me, Lambert said, was watching former Seattle Police Chief. Carmen Best's speech where she looked like she'd been socked in the stomach, and she said, I did not make the decision to give away the East Precinct. And at that moment, I said, I have made my decision. I never want anybody to be in a situation where for political reasons, they make a decision that they know is not in the best interest of the citizens or the safety of the officers. This is exactly why I wanted to read this piece is because like that quote, sums it up from that right-wing psycho Kathy Lambert, you know, who represents like, you know, the uh, Snoqualmie National Forest. This is the idea is like, no, we need a totally we need law enforcement to be totally independent. And you have this, look this is how people think of all cops, that the chief should be totally empowered. This is basically what what Jenny Durkin said about Carmen Best, like, well, you know, when when that first on what it May thirtieth, right? When they threw down the um the curfew. When they threw down that curfew and you know, five minutes before it was supposed to take effect, and uh Mayor Jenny's response when asked was like, Well, we did that at the request of the police department. They thought it was the right thing to do. And it and that is how these right-wing authoritarian minds think of this you need a totally independent empowered law enforcement that can do whatever it wants whenever it wants okay and we have again this is like double this is a double-edged thing this is, that means this is not going to be solved by this measure to do this but 
it's a step because even even in SPD, right, they think of themselves and the police chiefs do and the cops think of themselves as totally independent from civilian control. We know that they're that they've been totally out of control. But on the county level, it is much more entrenched than that. There isn't even a suggestion of civilian control. There isn't even the fantasy or the desire. Uh, And it's really dangerous for that reason. So. But that's how these people think. Well, you know, uh, a, a coercive, violent power only works best when it's completely unaccountable. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Kathy Lambert, I, I was curious, you know, about this person. So I went to her King County Council person page, and one of the first posts on it is a video called Property Taxes 101. And if I could just read this short little section from it, it just says, uh, this video will show you the percentage of taxes going to each government entity and the percentage of the total that is voter approved. I taped a short video with some basic information about your property taxes and how to find out more. So this is the person who Kathy Lambert this is, is. This is Kathy Lambert's two issues, property taxes yeah. and law enforcement and law and order, you know? Yeah, what a shock. Police tempor- temporarily abandoned the precinct in response to protests on Capitol Hill over the summer. A former law enforcement official in King County who opposes the amendments said the current political climate is so polarized. It's been hard to have a sub- substantive conversation. Hmm. Don't don't pay don't <laughs> paint law enforcement in this region with this brush that we don't want innovation <laughs> innovation. <laughs> we don't want innovation and we don't it's want a to have first region by the way. Nobody can talk about politics without saying innovation, you know? Yeah. Like I'm sure dashboard is coming up at some point. Yeah. Innovation is the free square in the middle of the bingo card. And we don't (laughs) want to have other ways of looking at policing. They said, adding, I think they'll defund the sheriff's office because right now the county is on the ropes fiscally. So, yeah, I mean, there it comes right back to taxes. Like, no, I mean, he's saying like, you know, we're the change you've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. We're the we're progressive cops who want to. Yeah, we want to innovate, you know, and have, use apps to oppress people or some shit. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, this is pretty easy to figure out. Well, and I think it is uh, sort of interesting, too, right, where he just says, you know, I think they'll defund the sheriff's office because uh, right now the county is on the ropes fiscally. And it's like, yeah, they will. That also makes sense, too. Like, <laughs> if you're cutting the county budget, there's no reason why the police should be sacrosanct in any way. Well, when... Yeah, when the same typical shit. When people are in more, you know, financial stress, when services are cut, there's often greater unrest, Brian. And so <laughs> that right there, you know, is enough reason to uh, to actually increase the budget of cops in a downturn, you know, some would say. I- I will uh, give the Everett mayor a lot of respect for just saying it as opposed to cowardly hiding behind it like all these other people do. Yeah. Supporters of the amendment say they don't believe the sheriff's office will make the innovation they're seeking on its own. The local WYCA has endorsed them. Calandra Childers is one of their board members. She said with an appointed sheriff, the county could do a nationwide search for the best talent. Holy fuck! fuck. Off. That, that's fuck. the problem. This is right? the, this not good enough talent. No, this is so stupid. Like this, this Seattle article is so. Worms. This who is this again? This is Amy Radel. Um, this is uh, this whole thing. Like this is they let the guy get away with this. The you know that previous statement. And the person they swing in to uh, for the opposing view is someone from the uh, YWCA who, in like total lib brain, like uh 
cringe aneurysm is like, yeah, we need to get, you know, a nationwide search for the best talent. I mean, fuck off. Like, the, you know, again, just keep I'll just keep saying this. This is not going to be any kind of panacea. It's no guarantee that any fewer black people are going to be murdered by the King County Sheriff. It is nonetheless a good thing. But this is just fucking embarrassing. It will really allow us to expand the pool of candidates that are considered for the sheriff's position. position. Childler said the, w, the YWCA's mission includes supporting alternatives to incarceration, like murder. They offer a program that seeks to help victims <laughs> of abuse who are themselves accused of a domestic violence-related crime. The Survivors First program is a partnership between the YWCA and the King County Prosecuting Attorney, she said, and it connects survivor defendants to intervention services without criminal charges. Childer said if these amendments pass, that's the type of program the county council could expand. If the sheriff is appointed, Councilmember Zahalai said, I actually think responsiveness will go up. He said the public could bring concerns to the council at any time instead of just weighing in when the office is up for re-election. It's rare to have an appointed sheriff, but King County has experimented with both methods. The sheriff was elected until 1969. As Publicola explains, the county made the sheriff an appointed position from 1969 to 1996 in response to a corruption scandal. The King County Police Officers Guild then led the successful campaign to make the sheriff an elected position once again. So, yeah, this has been, you know, again, like this is no panacea. We've done this before. (laughs) Like they managed to get it into the council into the king county government in in 69 and in the the bold uh tough on crime democrat clinton years they the king county police officers guild managed to get it get the uh sheriff back on the ballot um so you know it's just one little thing but you know it's still good we don't need to read the rest it's just like uh some sum up bullshit but the other reason to talk about this is um, we've talked about before about the possibility, like the it's been brought up the possibility of like uh, a, an elected civilian review board for SPD. And we've said before, I've said anyway, that that's a dumb idea. We shouldn't do that. I mean, no shade like it may it, it there's a ring to it. It makes sort of some basic sense, but you should think of that in terms of sheriffs because that's, what you've got is an elected cop essentially or an elected body of cops now just as with a sheriff you could elect a body of progressive fucking communist anti-cop defunders to a a city police department civilian oversight board or to a county sheriff as a county sheriff just like you know some people are trying to elect a few uh progressive quote unquote uh prosecutors you know um but you don't really get anything good uh out of that that you don't get out of just having strong civilian control um you and you potentially get all this bad it it's the system that ultimately like even if you set up a civilian uh, uh oversight board um and again, your first round of people on it are like real progressives, which is going to be hard anyway. It's a lot of work you have to do to do that. And then who knows what it is 20 years down the road. 
you've just potentially just introduced a layer of insulation between your elected representatives and executive on the city or county level that makes lets them pass the buck. Potentially, it's able to be like right wingified, and you start just electing actual cops who've served as cops because it makes mm-hmm. sense and is natural. And there's a, it's an easy sell. It's and it's all it is. It's more shit you have to run more people for. It's more electoral bullshit you have to do that can go good. It can go bad. So it's just like everything else. It's a political struggle that you have to constantly keep up, and that's always going to be the case. But you don't add anything by having elected cop uh elect by having elected cops you add uh, anything good you add in this possibility this natural sort of political um structure that is essentially authoritarian right an elected cop a cop empowered by our you know the people who head our law specifically our law enforcement agencies specifically empowered by democratic election whereas if you want civilian control, if you want strong uh, accountability, all you need not turn any further than your already elected bodies. In uh, in Seattle, we have a city council that is elected and a mayor that is elected, and they should be fucking in charge, full stop, of Seattle Police Department. If they are not, and they clearly are not, then that's something that needs to be changed by them, by firing fucking cops, by firing uh the the next uh 10 possible candidates within the department for chief um abolish the position of chief uh and fire anyone who doesn't fucking take orders from whoever they appoint to run the shit but you know it's not really you're you already have that civilian control that you would imagine you're getting by an elected civilian control board because well, it Worst case, it turns into what the sheriffs have turned into, and best case, you you don't you're not getting anything new. Yeah, yeah, your council members are already elected, right? So you don't need more. And uh, you know, to your point about the fact that it's just adding more elections now that you then have to go campaign for and stuff like that. You know, in this final paragraph, it mentions the two funders of these sheriffs' amendments for King County. Uh, you know, the King County uh, Police Officers Guild is funding the Save Our Sheriffs campaign, mm-hmm. which would be no on the amendments, to the tune of $217,000. And then the Charter for Justice group, which is pushing yes on these amendments, is funding them to the tune of $5,700, right? Yeah. So the issue is the more you spread out, you know, the, we have to elect, you know, this many more people and all this kind of stuff, it spreads out already scarce resources on the left it also means that you know uh what you know what are you going to do and and we got to make choices right do we go out and uh defend you know fund and defend re-electing say shama sawant or do we spend time trying to elect people to this you know like probably seven person you know police review board right yeah and the thing is like it's a lot easier if all we have to do is just elect the goddamn council members to do their fucking job as opposed to giving them a pass on it and, and if you saying, want to control oh, we'll have 50 other elected positions if you want to <laughs> control community control of the people who are appointed in there it's the same recipe you need to organize to build power to take power Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do if we if community organization can get people elected to the council and the mayor's office, then and have the power to do that, then it can at the same time have the power to name those people. Um, that's how this works. That's politics. So 
but yeah, making it, you know, we should be delegitimizing law enforcement and mm-hmm. cops at every turn. Yeah. Not just yeah, control. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to try and control them, and we do need to do that. But by having elected cops or elected cop direct oversight adds layers of legitimacy to cops as you try to control them. And you can control cops in ways and work toward taking power that controls cops in ways that does not add layers of legitimacy to them. And taking away, by the same token, taking away the elected office of sheriff will not necessarily actually uh, mean democratic control of of King County Sheriff, but it will take away a little bit of legitimacy. And that is something. Yeah, agreed. Well, that's uh, at least something, you know, on your ballot that you can uh, fill in and not just write in uh, Jill Stein on. So there you go. All right, we'll close the show out there. Um, I guess there's something to put on your ballot. Uh, I believe ballots are due by November 15th. Yep, November 15th. <laughs> get them in. Please make sure you get them in uh, on the mail 15th. by that's November 15th. Um, yeah, if you, you put it in before that, it could get lost. Yeah, exactly. They won't I think be you looking have to, for them. You have to personally yeah. hand it to your mail person, right? Yeah, exactly. On you have no, to but only on November 15th. Yeah, right. Yeah. They will not accept it prior to then. So only on November 15th, get your ballot in. Uh, yeah. yeah. That week. Look forward uh, to that week. Um, something, yeah, November 12th or something, our uh, big election special. Ooh, who are we going to endorse? Biden or Trump? You'll have to wait and see. November 13th. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, should we say uh, good night, boys? Good night. Good night, boys. 